Welcome to the Life Changing Principles Podcast, where we take a new principle every week and explore how it changes our lives. I'm Leanne Hunt, ready to jump into today's principle. Today we're talking about the No Clear Path Principle. So what is that? The No Clear Path Principle tells us something about the reality of our goals and what we're going after when we're going after something that we want. The reality of goals is that often there is no clear path to get there. We can't just plan our way to this goal. The reality is that often and really especially with goals that we haven't been able to attain yet, one of the reasons we might not have been able to attain that goal is that there is no clear path and we're not sure how to get there. We may be willing to work hard. We may know exactly what we want and we have a smart goal. We have a a specific and measurable and time bound. And we may even set that goal again and again because it's something we keep wanting in our lives, but we simply don't know where to start. We don't know how to navigate this goal terrain. So what can we do about that? One of my coaching clients this week was talking about that moment, that moment when you put all your big dreams on the page. We were working with a goal journal and, and she had put her dreams on the page and, or maybe, you know, you plan everything out in your Franklin planner and, and you've got it all down there on paper, but there's no reality component to that happy dreams page. And that needs to be a part of what we do. We want to connect our happy dreams and and where we want to go, our vision of who we want to be and what we want to the reality of our lives. So how are we going to take that dreams page and take it back to reality? That moment where you lay it all out and you really take some time for yourself to dream big, that moment feels great. The moment after that is what I call the big dreams hangover. It's like you had all these cool ideas and then your regular life hits you and you might have even started the goal for a couple of days and, or, or made a couple of steps toward it. But eventually your real life hits, you haven't made plans for your real life or you really don't know where to go next with this goal. And so you have this hangover from that high of the big dreams into the low of, ah, I just can't figure this out. And that's where we start to blame ourselves. So let's find some new approaches to handle this no clear path principle, knowing that that's true. Some goals just really don't have a clear path and there's nothing wrong with you if you've set a goal that's like that. Nothing has gone wrong here. It's just the nature of it. Let's take an example from coaching this week. There was a woman who was feeling tired all the time. Sound familiar? She was like, even if I sleep, I feel tired. I just want for once this summer to feel fully rested. I don't know if it's what I'm eating. I don't know if it's not drinking enough water. Maybe it's the way I'm sleeping. Maybe it's the heat. Maybe it's my schedule. Maybe it's my age and things are just changing. But there has to be a way for me to feel fully rested once in a while. And I have no idea how to get there. So there's that idea again of no clear path to get to feeling rested once in a while. And of course, that's a complex problem. We can't solve that problem once and for all. It's not like you can just get the formula for how to feel rested and then just apply that a formula every single time because things are going to change constantly. But even though there's no clear path, it can still be a goal. So how are we going to get rested? How are we going to figure out what we can do with this goal. 
Some of you who are listening probably have ideas that you want to tell this woman. Oh, you know what? Do this. I tried this or, or try this app or whatever ideas you have might be just bubbling up in your mind for what works for you. And that's actually one of the strategies that she can use, which would be to ask somebody to ask a friend what works for you. Another thing that she could do is really go back to her own past experience and ask herself, what has worked for me in the past? And that may or may not work for her now, but going back to your own past experience can help you figure out, well, what's worked for me in the past? If you were to make this goal more specific, her real goal might be to build more knowledge and to gain some skills and some awareness around sleep, to gain some knowledge that she doesn't have right now. She could create an information gathering goal. An information gathering goal asks questions like this. What calls can I make? What professionals could I ask? She could call her doctor or find a sleep professional, right? What Google searches can I make to find out what other people have done? What Facebook groups can I join? Because I'm not the only person with this problem. Maybe she could ask if I were a reporter who had to find out, then what would I do to go find out the answer to this question? Or maybe if I were really, really brave, what would I do? Like there's no pressure or commitment to actually do this, but when you're brainstorming ways to manage your sleep, if you were really brave, what could you do to change something in your life to actually try it and see if this helps with your sleep? You don't have to do it, but what could you do? Because that might spark new ideas in your brainstorming. I know it kind of sounds like we're getting into life-changing solutions instead of life-changing principles, but the principle behind attacking a goal that has no clear path is that there are goals before the goals, and those are legit goals. So instead of saying, I'm going to have a goal to get a really great week's sleep and to feel rested two or three times fully this week, that, that's the eventual goal. But the goal before the goal, which is a legitimate goal, is to Google and read three articles on sleep, to call my doctor and ask if I can make an appointment to talk about sleep, to ask three friends about their sleep, to join a Facebook group and to find out what other people do who are having struggles with sleep. Each of those is a full goal unto itself. And when we honor that, we can see the traction that we're making. And it feels great to start gaining information and, and gathering something that's going to help us get to our eventual goal of actually getting some sleep. Let's look at another example from coaching this week. You know that moment where you are working and you just need a break. And so you go and you open the fridge and you stare at the fridge and then you go have a snack or maybe you bring your snack back up to work. The woman I was coaching with was trying to find an alternative where she could still have a brain break, but without using food to get that brain break. After assuring her that she was not the only one who needs a brain break or who has trouble making decisions or has brain fog all the time, we explored what worked for her in the past. So in the past, she was thinking about a time when she found out that her brother had cancer and she wanted to do something to not ruminate on that and not think about that. And so to keep her brain busy, she started doing Duolingo because it kept her from thinking about it and worrying so much about him. But when you've been working really hard 
and you want to take a little break, you kind of want to rest for your brain, not doing something that just makes you think all that much harder trying to learn a language. So we started brainstorming an exploration goal. An exploration goal is kind of similar to information gathering, except that it's a series of little tiny mini experiments that you can explore and try in very small ways to see if they're useful or helpful for you. So think about ways that you could explore this goal. How would you try to give yourself a brain break and see if it actually works for you? Um, we came up with these kinds of ideas. We came up with maybe taking a minute to journal, but that kind of felt heavy because it's like, I'm not like needing therapy here. All I need is a break for five minutes. So journaling feels like it's almost too serious. I don't want to watch TV because that's my, I'm done. I'm really going to relax here. And I just need a five minute break in between my work activities. So then we talked about maybe she works from home. So maybe pulling up a puzzle or some cross stitch or something like that. We brainstormed the idea of maybe walking around the block and letting our mind just relax and wander and do whatever it wanted to do. Maybe taking a texting break and texting someone briefly. Maybe trying a five minute power nap. Maybe trying progressive muscle relaxation or taking a few minutes to do some deep breathing. She really wanted to do something not tied to electronics and thought about the possibility of playing the piano for five minutes because that could be relaxing for her and ended up with the specific goal right away to Google how to take brain breaks. It wasn't something that she was thinking would be something Googleable that you could go find out there, but lots of people have the same problem. And I'm really curious to see what she found. There's two things that can happen when we're launching out onto a goal that has no clear path. One of them is that when we start brainstorming, we kind of get stuck in the ruts of what we've always done before. So it can be really helpful to brainstorm with another person. When we were brainstorming together, she would have an idea and then I would put forth an idea and then she would put forth an idea and then I would put forth an idea. And we were able to bounce off each other and come up with more creative ideas because there were two people going through the brainstorming process. So that can be helpful. The other thing that can sometimes happen is when we start on a goal that's sort of unclear, we really don't know what the path is, Often it's a goal that's good for us. It's something that we think is going to be good for our lives. And to take the time to learn, to gather information, to explore, to figure all of this out, feels like sometimes we're taking time away from all the other things we quote should be doing in our lives. And so we might need to remind ourselves with a little note or a little letter to ourselves that it's okay, first of all, to take a brain break. This is a good thing. Maybe that's why we haven't done it in the past because it feels like, oh, I'm just being lazy or something like that, but we're not. So creating a reminder that I'm human. I need permission to be human. This is a good thing to take this little break and everybody needs breaks like this. Little notes like that can help reassure us as we launch into the unknown of starting a new goal without a clear path. I have just loved working with my coaching clients over the past few weeks and throughout the rest of the summer because they're all using these goal journals in order to help them get to where they want to be. And so as we collaborate together about what kinds of pages belong in their journals, what kinds are going to be most useful to them, we've come up with some of the most amazing things. Remember at the beginning when I was talking about the big dreams hangover and sometimes we get all our big dreams on the page, but we don't know how to connect them to reality. We were talking about how we need like a bridge to bridge us from our real lives 
into the reality that we want. We need some steps to get there. And some of the most important steps you can take start with grounding you in your real life because we don't want goals to create some new pretend version of our lives that could be in a movie or be executed by a robot. That's not what we want. We want our real goals in our real lives. So starting by grounding yourself in your real life is really helpful. We have some goal pages that actually help you do that. So here's the first one. The question is, what has worked for you in the past? Brainstorm that. Think about when I've headed towards similar kinds of goals, what has worked for me in the past to do that kind of thing, to move in that direction? Another whole separate page or whole separate question that you could explore is, what are your signature strengths? We all have strengths. And thinking about what your particular strengths are, what you are good at, helps you with the following question, which would be, how can I approach this particular goal using my strengths? One of my favorite strength surveys comes from viacharacter.org and it's from positive psychology and they have like 24 different strengths and it's something that they've spent a lot of time researching. And so you can take the survey and you can begin to see what your signature strengths are, what you are good at, what you're strong at. And then you can approach that goal using your strengths. So for example, if you're really good at zest or sense of humor, you can approach your particular goal using your zest or your sense of humor. If you're really good at consistency and you're good at um, maybe being loving, then you can approach that goal using your strength of love and consistency, whether it's how you treat yourself or how you, you know, approach whatever it is you're doing. Coming from a position of strength means that you can go at your goal in your own way. The next step on crossing this bridge would be to ask, what is the next smallest step that I can take toward my goal? And have enough humility to make it small enough that you can actually execute it. What's the next smallest step that I can take that will move me toward the direction of my goal? All of these questions help us when we really don't know what the next steps are. Whether we're information gathering, whether we're exploring and trying things out to see what works for us and what doesn't work for us. If there's no clear path, we can begin to make a path by grounding ourselves in our real lives and asking what's worked for us before, what we're good at, how we can approach just gathering information or thinking about this goal using what we're already good at, and then taking the teeniest, tiniest step that we can toward that goal. It breaks us out of the patterns, it breaks us out of our ruts, and it brings us into new terrain because we have taken action. And action, even when you're not sure that it's going to get you where you need to go, action in the face of no clear path goals is the currency of progress. Thanks for being here and taking a little time out of your busy life for personal development. I applaud you for that. We take change one step at a time. You're already on your way. You're already enough. You've got this. Have a great week and we'll see you for the next principle.